Hello everyone, welcome back to Blood Talk once again. Um, so, this is maybe the film franchise I've ranked the most amount of times. Which is funny to say, considering I've only been a fan of it for about a year. Um, like, I've been a fan of Star Wars for maybe 12 years of my life. I've been fan of, a fan of Bond for about three years, two or, two or three years. Um, I've been a fan of Doctor Who for a very long time, like, about 14 years of my life at this point. Um, or horror movies in general, you know, but Phantasm is one of my favourite franchises ever. My favourite horror franchise, and yeah, probably about my third favourite franchise. Um, but I've ranked it so many times because I can't get enough of talking about it. But this time, my ranking is a bit different. Um, the first time I ranked these films um, was in like maybe June. And I think my, my list at the time must have been something like three in last place, four, uh, five in fourth place, um, first in third place, uh, fourth in second place, and then like first in uh, second in first place, something like that. Um, and then I re-ranked them again in like October, and then that ranking I had was for about a few months. But now that I've been re-watching the Phantasm films so much, I've actually got a bit of a re-ranking, which is weird because it has remained the same for about six or seven months. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I'm ranking them. I think this must be the third time I've done it on this account by now, at least. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's the the introduction, I suppose. Uh, maybe let's just get into it then. So, in fifth place is now Phantasm Five Ravager. My least favorite one is the the latest one and the last one. Um, a lot of other people's least favorite as well. It used to be fourth place for me. But what really brought it down was the fact that I quite like what will be in fourth place, I've, I've come to realise. And this film really is just really schlocky in many ways. I mean, I've called Phantasm Ravager the most mixed bag of a movie I've ever seen in my life. Meaning that, you know, for every amazing positive, there's uh, appalling negative. Like, for example, I've said this before many times, the music is amazing some of the best music I've ever heard to a soundtrack to a film ever. But then the special effects are some of the worst special effects I've ever seen to any film ever. Y you get the point? Or like, uh, the actors, most of them aside, Angus Scrim and in some places Reggie Bannister, most of them are pretty awful, like really bad. But then the dialogue written is very good. Um... Then there's other things like the ideas to the story are inspiring, amazing ideas. Some of the some of the most inspiring original ideas I've seen. And it really shows you that Phantasm really didn't run out of steam, really. But then the execution of said ideas, once again, appalling. So this film really is a mixed bag, such a mixed bag in my mind. Um, and I can really understand why some people hate it. Um, it is very controversial in the franchise, I think. I think some people really do quite like it and think it's a suitable finale. 
Some people hate it. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. It just hits that middle ground for me. Like, I, lo- I really like all these films, but this one would, yeah, definitely be last place. Um, what would... I, I would call it, like, exceptionally mediocre, but what puts it above mediocre slightly for me is, well, partly because I love this franchise, partly because it's amazing to see... Like, there's a certain charm to see all these characters come back after, like, 18 years... Um, and then partly also because it is quite fun, just as long as you don't think a little bit more about it. Like, I also really don't like how the ending itself, I don't mind, I quite like the ending, but it, I think Phantasm 4 has a better ending, I think it feels more like a finale, um, which is weird because it never was supposed to be the finale. Um, until it just kind of became it by default. Um, like I always knew there was more to the story than number four. Um, I think anyone seeing that could 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 think it. But at the same time, it does have a pretty good ending. Whereas Phantasm Five, it, it was supposed to answer a lot of questions, but it didn't really answer any. I don't think. I don't think it answered any of our big questions. I mean. The first film asked a lot of questions and didn't really answer any, but that's fine because that's the first in the franchise. The second film uh, kind of didn't answer any, kind of didn't ask any either because it was a very, it's a very standard film that. Then the third film answered quite a few questions. The fourth film answered a lot of questions, but then yeah, this fifth film, it's asked more questions than all of the sequels in the franchise combined, and it shouldn't do. It's a finale. Um, yeah, overall, Phantasm Ravages, if you don't like this franchise, you'll hate this film. If you like the franchise, you'll you'll probably like it just for being Phantasm, but, like, there's just a charm to see these characters, like I mentioned, but, you know, at times it doesn't even feel like a proper film, it feels like a fan film, and, I don't know, um, it's okay, it's okay, and you know what, I'll say some standout scenes are when the tall man and Reggie are talking, there's about two or three scenes where they're just talking to each other, and I think those scenes are great, um, it's amazing that Angus even got into the role, uh, rest in peace, you know, for his final role as well, um, I don't know what else there is to say really, I mean, like I said, the soundtrack's amazing, really gives you the sense that it is a finale, but, I just hate how number four, arguably, kind of had a better ending, really. Um, Anyway, yeah. In fourth place, moving up slightly from the last time I ran these films, is Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead, which I'm actually currently watching right now. I've watched this about five times since I last ranked these movies, which is weird because the last time I ranked them was about two months ago, and it is moved up by one. Um, But for me, that's quite big, like, I used to not like this one, I used to kind of see it as being like a copy of the second one, but not as good, and I don't know why I thought that, it's probably because when I, when I ranked them again in October, I hadn't seen them in a while, in all honesty, I kind of watched them all in June, and I think maybe my problem with Phantasm 3 at the time was, I know all the lore and facts about Phantasm, like the back of my right hand, 
so watching Phantasm 3, I, I don't get to appreciate how many questions they actually answer and stuff. So overall, it just comes off as kind of like a copy of the the second one, really. When in truth, in, in reality, it's really not. It's really quite decent, to be honest. Um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's probably the most entertaining out of them all. Um, or, or certainly that and two is... Um, it's just like a little road trip that Reggie has looking for Mike, like in a bit like in the second one. And I also, I don't like the kid called the the kid. If you remember the kid called Timmy, I really don't like him. He's probably my least favorite like side character in the franchise. But I do like the idea behind him that he's like mentor of mind Reggie of Mike and stuff, and that's why Reggie's got a soft spot for him and all. I also think Reggie's like when you watch these movies. And when you watch any other movies Reggie's been in, we all know he's not an amazing actor. But I think he this might be his be- best performance in the franchise. Because you really get this sense that he's like, he's a soldier, but he also feels like a veteran soldier. There's just some subtle moments where Tim like shows him that picture of Reggie and his family and he looks like he's about to, he looks like he's, you know, asking, you know, these are your family, are they still alive? And then Reggie just kind of gives him some look and then looks forward. It's very subtle, but it's good. Like, Reggie shows he's a pretty good actor here, I think. Um, and, yeah, this this is the first one in the franchise where it's kind of like Reggie's the main character type of thing, and I'm all for that. He's a lot of fun. He's, he's so much fun. Like, even when he's not good at acting, he's still fun. Um, what else? Oh yeah, this film, like I say, I I always saw it as being like a copy of the second one, but just to a lesser extent. But it actually expands upon the lore a lot. I mean, in this one, you learn how the spheres work. You learn what the spheres like are. There's a bunch of different spheres in this one. Um, and the you show how the minions are made. You also get the min the the name for the minions, uh, lurkers. Um, I, I think the Sentinel spheres get a name in this one. I don't know if they're, they're actually called Sentinels in this, but uh, I don't know. Um, you also just get to see a lot of the tall man's powers too. Like this, this film has quite a lot going for it in terms of world building that I never quite realised. You know, like it's it's very good on that end. It's. It's got some good music as well. I can't lie. It, it maybe partly as to why I called it a copy of the second one is because a lot of the music is the second film soundtrack put into this one. But I like how this film, while having a feeling of the road trip like the second one, it, it does have more story to it. Like maybe maybe the reason I've said this is a copy in the past. It's not a copy, but maybe the reason I've said that is because. One is obviously a very unique film. Two feels very standard. Three feels very standard. But then four and five obviously have a lot going for them. Whereas, yeah, two and three feel really quite standard. But what I'll say three has over two is more story going for it. Um, also, I like Rocky. I really like Rocky. I think he's probably like one of my favourite characters in the franchise. And I actually had the pleasure of speaking to the actress who played her over Instagram, funnily enough. Uh, Gloria Lynn Henry, she's a lovely woman, and her character is a lot of fun in this film. Um, 
she's she's kind of like the whole hard on the outside but does have a little bit of uh, a softer center somewhere um what else what else what else what else oh yeah the finale the finale is pretty fun as well like when they go into the mausoleum and uh the three zombie uh pirate people are after him and they have to beat them up and then the tall man comes in and his gold sphere i i thought i thought that was a lot of fun i also love the mystery the mystery of it like when the tall man is seen like drilling into mike's brain and then you're to wonder like has the sphere always been in mike's head or did the tall man put it in there um we never get that answered maybe that's what five should have done but i I really do like the idea still i I like the whole mystery and the question that is answered Uh, ah sorry um overall i just like the vibe of this film quite a lot music's pretty good there's a lot of nice action maybe a bit too comedic in parts but quite fun overall anyway in third place is phantasm 2 the ball is back this used to be my second favorite one and i think one point down is because it's so standard it it, it feels like an evil dead movie and i like the evil dead movies a lot but my problem with it is that evil dead simple but it knows it's simple, and it thrives in its simplicity. Whereas Phantasm's not meant to be simple. It's because Universal owned this film, and that's why there's not a lot of story to it. But this film's just like a search-and-destroy mission, if you know what I mean. Um, Like I said, the first film asks a lot of questions. The third film answers a lot of questions and expands on the lore a lot. The fourth one expands upon the lore a lot and answers a lot of questions. Then the fifth one, while still should answer some questions, at least it asks them. This film doesn't really ask you any questions, or at least none that you're interested in. But what puts this one above number three for me is because it's it's, it's slightly more fun and there's a lot of action in there and... I mean, like I said, it feels like an Evil Dead film, and that ain't such a bad thing in some ways. Uh, I think Reggie's pretty cool in there as well. I mean, this is the one where Reggie gets his four-barrel shotgun, so, you know, I'm I'm not complaining there at all. Um, it's it's also got a lot of tall man action in. Like, this is probably the one where the tall man's the, the most physical of a threat he is. Uh, like, the more the films go on, the, the less... The the tall man himself is a threat, and it's more like the the things he owns and the weapons he owns. Whereas in this one and the first one, he he does a lot of slapping about and running and stuff. Um. So yeah, uh, that's great. It's it's overall just a very fun film. That montage where Reggie and Mike make their weapons at the beginning uh, to that amazing small little melody beautiful melody of the phantasm theme gorgeous um what else what else what else stands out about this one that's the thing it it doesn't really stand out but in in some ways that's a good thing because at least that means it's not too confusing um it's a fun watch and i think maybe a, a problem i have with it is it doesn't feel like 
phantasm all the time. It's fun. That's why it's high on this list, but it doesn't feel like a phantasm film a lot of the time. It's like the least phantasm vibey of them all. Like, the first and the fourth one, I think, feel the most of the vibe you're going for with these films. The fifth one captures it sometimes, as does the third one. This one doesn't capture the vibe of Phantasm all that much, though, aside for the action, really. The action and the horror is all it's got going for it, really. Um, but it's still a fun watch. I just don't know what else there is to say about it. It's just pretty decent. Anyway, in second place is, and I, I will get I will get destroyed for this one, uh, the first Phantasm film. Um, a lot of people will tell you that this franchise is one of those ones where each movie gets progressively worse, and that the first one or two are the only good ones. I completely disagree. I think that um, while one is great, um, and and two's pretty good. You know, the other ones are still pretty fun. Um, but yeah, this one's just a classic. It's it's one that I've learned to appreciate a lot more. I, I, like when I first saw it, I quite liked it. But I liked the sequels more because they had more action and stuff going on. Um, but this one, the more that time's gone on, I must have seen it at least eight times now. And the amount of respect I have for this film, like... The production and how it looks, how it feels. This this film gets the vibes of what Don Coscarelli was going for perfectly. It's a masterpiece of horror. And it's maybe one of the best horror movies ever made. In fact, no, definitely one of the best horror movies ever made. And certainly one of the most underrated ones. Um, I, I really don't have many problems with this one. I think the special effects in places can look a bit meh, but you know, it, come on, this film was made like 40 years ago, and like it was extremely low budget at even the time, so the fact that it looks this good today is, it shouldn't do. Um, and there's, there's another plus I have with this one, Don Coscarelli, what you'll learn in this franchise, he's very good at making a small budget look big, or like he's good at compensating um, like, for example, this one and number four, uh, they had minuscule budgets, but he manages to give you the feeling that it has quite a large budget going on, aside from some of the special effects. Uh, the acting as well in places in this first one can be a bit off. Uh, obviously this is, like, when I say the acting in these films can be bad at times, I'm in no way ever referring to Angus Scrim who is, like, way above everyone else. <laughs> like, he's, like, an A-star, whereas everyone else is, like, B or C. Um, but, yeah, sometimes the acting in places here can be a bit off, but when everything else is working so extremely well, you don't really notice it too much. Um, but, yeah, it's just the vibe that you get from watching this film. I think that is the biggest plus. It, it just feels like you're watching a bad dream. It feels like someone snuck the phone into a dream and they're recording everything that goes on inside of it. Because maybe maybe that's what taught me to appreciate this one. Just how, how weird it is and how it does feel like a dream. Because I, 
I think I've started to have a lot more linear dreams recently. And and this film feels like it's both linear but kind of not linear. You know, things happen, but things also don't make sense and stuff. And they just kind of happen randomly. And it's like a dream. Uh, that's that's the that's why I like this film so much. It's it's weird because I don't usually like the the dream stuff in films. I think Nightmare on Elm Street's okay. It's. Mm, is it one of my favourite horror movies? Maybe, maybe not. But my point is, I don't really watch Nightmare on Elm Street for the dream vibes from it. I watch Phantasm partly for those dream vibes. Um, what else is... Oh, the soundtrack is legendary. We all know that, though. The ending to this film is probably my favourite ending to a film ever. Uh, this film establishes the tall man as being my favourite villain in fiction even above Vader at this point. Um, and I just like the mystery behind this film. And yeah, everything else, it, it's all working fine. Like, the only big problem really is that it, it can drag a bit at times and pacing is an important thing for me when it comes to filming. So, I suppose that's probably why I have, uh, have it here and I've had it lower at times, but Man, if you dig this film, you really dig it. It's one that'll keep you thinking for days. And it's honestly a great one to watch on Halloween. Honestly, if I ever host a Halloween party and we end up streaming a film, uh, I'd maybe stream something like, you know, this or Reanimator or anything along those lines. But probably this one, simply because of how underrated it is and how bloody masterful it is. Anyway, in first place, Phantasm for Oblivion. This is the one that hasn't changed since, like, July. I think maybe in June there was, like, Phantasm 2 I might have preferred to this one, but since about, uh, like, July last year, Phantasm 4 has been my favourite. And it's because it's just... it's What it does is it captures the mystery and the horror of the original... But also the action and the comedy and the horror of 2 and 3. Like, my problem with the first one, partly, is that it doesn't have a lot of action going on. I think I mentioned before. Um, but then my problems with the sequels is that they don't have a lot of the mystery and the horror and the intrigue of the first one. This fourth one gets all those elements on working perfectly. Like... For every Reggie fighting a demon trooper that looks like it's Matt Cordell from Maniac Cop scene, you've got Mike and the tall man flipping travelling back in time to where it all began. And it's that kind of it's that kind of structure I'm looking for with these films. And it is the structure you get a lot. Like usually there's two different people the um cut between and it's Mike and Reggie uh Mike talking with the tall man about whatever and then Reggie well looking for Mike and fighting a bunch of creatures um and in this film it does it best because you know the first few scenes are just Reggie working on his car uh fighting yeah that policeman and finding the hot girl and then when it's Mike, he's talking to the tall man, and it's that kind of structure that keeps me interested and intrigued, 
because of the the contrast between what's going on. You know, one scene it's very tense and uh, stressful physically, and then the next scene is very tense and stressful mentally. It's kind of like this whole Silence of the Lambs type of thing where, you know, where Clarice is talking to Hannibal Lecter and hunting Buffalo Bill, where the ten there's a physical tension with Buffalo Bill and a mental one with Hannibal. And I think it's that intrigue that keeps me invested in this one. I've heard Phantasm Oblivion's quite middle ground, uh, sorry, not controversial for a lot of fans. Um, and I, th- I think I've heard some people say that the first half is bad, the second half is great. Um, so it's kind of like it's best and the worst at times. But I actually think it's... It's definitely lesser in the first half, but I think by the time the second half picks up, it's perfect. And you know what? That bit where the tall man and Mike are in the desert and the the tall man lends a hand to Mike and there's that, that moment, that shot where you see the tall man trying to grab Mike's hand and Mike's kind of, he's he's thinking on whether to join him. I think that moment alone is is my favourite moment in the films and one of my favourite moments in film history, really. Um, I don't even know why, to be honest. I can't even completely tell you why. It's just the whole way this scene's set up with the music and the location and what's going on and the way it's shot. And it's perfect. It's a perfect scene. Um, and also, just the fact that it expands upon the lore the most of all the films without a doubt like we kind of get an origin for the tall man here and i say kind of because we don't learn everything all we know is that he was a scientist in a past life who crossed the threshold to an unknown red world and then came back changed that's all we know about him we know nothing else like for all we know that red world is meant to represent hell and that's like what happens after death it's like the realm of the dead. We don't know. We uh, and we don't know how the tall man changed. We don't know if that's still Jebediah Morningside in there, um, just gone bad. We don't know if a creature took over his body. We simply don't know. All we know is that he was a scientist who went bad. Um, but I also like. I really love about this film. What I really love about this film is. While it answers some questions, it actually warrants and kind of conjures up a bunch of... Well, you can conjure up a bunch of theories about what is actually happening here. Like, things... It gets to this point where you can kind of put things together, but there'll always be one thing that stops it from being true, which is weird, because it's kind of like a dream, that, isn't it, you know? When you really think about your dreams, they don't hold up well as a story. Like, narratively, they don't really work story-wise. And it's like the theories you can come up with for these films. You know, you can come up with something, but there'll always be one little fact somewhere that stops them from working. Um... And that's part of the charm of this. Like I said, it captures the vibes of the original, but has the action and the fun and the comedy of the sequels. 
and it just makes it so rewatchable for me. Um, also, Reggie just being a lot of fun in this film. He's very Ash Williams here. I feel like Reggie Bannister was heavily inspired by Ash Williams a lot in this one. And I know there's going to be someone telling me something like, you know, oh, but Reggie was made before Ash Williams, so how was Reggie inspired by Ash? Because he wasn't really a prominent figure in the first Phantasm film, was he? He was just kind of there. But, I mean, the prominence he came later on, he, he feels more Ash Williams. And, yeah, Reggie Bannister's performance seems Ash Williams inspired. And I'm not complaining. I love Ash Williams. He's my third favourite character in fiction. Um, and Reggie does a decent job here. This is definitely his second best acting performance. Um, yeah, but overall, I think this is an underrated one. I think a lot of people just dislike this because they can't wait for things that go on and they don't have the patience for it. But when you do have the patience and you're kind of enjoying what's going on anyway, this film works perfectly. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to tell me it's blasphemy to put this above number one, but what the hell, I really like it. Uh, it's one of my favourite films ever. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And I'd love to hear your ranking of the Phantasm films as well, because I don't think I've ever seen anyone with the same ranking of these movies honestly it tends to be either some people just have a completely different list or they'll say oh they'll get worse as they get along anyway yeah once again thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed and i'll see you later goodbye